four, three, two. Yes, you are in the right place. This is Actors Talk. My name is Tommy G. Kendrick. I am an Austin, Texas-based sag After actor. I am the producer and the host of our digital get-together, and I want to welcome you here. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a regular visitor, you know that it's been a couple of extra weeks between episodes, and I apologize for that. I have been having so many computer problems. I won't bore you with them, but it's been a real issue. I'm just happy that I've been able to patch up my computer to the point where I can get this episode finished. And it looks like maybe this old box that I built about five years ago has seen its better days. And maybe it's time for Santa Claus to bring Tommy a new computer for Christmas. (laughs) I can always hope. Hmm. Should I switch from Windows to Mac? Would this be the appropriate time? I just don't know. Let me give you something I want you to remember, and I'll tell you the significance after the interview with Josh Reed coming up. Here it is. Listen. S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S. S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S. I'll repeat that after the show. That is actually a code that will get you a discount that I'll tell you about at the end of the show. I wanted to draw your attention to a few recent reviews that I've gotten on iTunes for the podcast. I find these reviews so encouraging. Pam Moore. Thank you, Pam. Pam said, great information for actors wanting to learn from others who have been there and done that. I like the light-hearted yet serious tone of the conversations. Keep up the good work. Here is a review from Tim Page. You may know who Tim Page is if you're into internet marketing at all. Tim has a podcast called Conversion Cast, and he's one of the big muckety mucks over at a company called Lead Pages, I believe. Tim Page said, I've been looking for something that's got the inside scoop on how the industry really works. Love this. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate you stopping by and leaving a review. And then let's do one more. Keith Rushing. Keith is a recent subscriber and reached out to me with some questions. I was happy to give him my point of view. Here's what Keith Rushing had to say. I am brand new to Tommy's podcast, but I can honestly say that in one day, I've learned very valuable information. As someone new to the acting profession, Tommy's show is invaluable. Tommy is someone who has been there and done it. I'm a fan. Hey, Keith, thank you so very much. Well, that's it. I do appreciate all those folks who left reviews there. Now on to this episode. A little over two years ago, I interviewed Australian filmmaker Josh Reed about his first feature film. It's a faith-based film. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I should even put it in that niche. It's a film called 1500 Steps. At the time that the first interview occurred, that was in February of 2012. Gosh, it's almost three years ago, isn't it? At that time, the film had wrapped principal photography, but was not yet in post-production. And to be honest with you, over the past almost three years, as I said, the project really kind of slipped away from my consciousness. So I was surprised and really happy a couple of weeks ago when Josh Reed contacted me. Josh is the producer and director of 1500 Steps. Josh Reed contacted me a few weeks ago to say, hey, the film is finished. Would you like to do a follow-up interview? Well, yeah, absolutely I would. I've been able to do this sort of thing a couple of times in the podcast. And if you go back, there's there's 55 other episodes you can find where I'm talking about. Uh, I've done this a couple of times. I've, I've been able to talk with a filmmaker 
at an earlier point in the either the development of the film before it's shot or after principal photography has been finished, but before post-production, before distribution, all that. And I think when I can do that, it becomes really instructive, at least for me, because I get a real sense of what the filmmaker went through to get the film not only produced, but or not only shot, but completely produced and finished and then uh, attempting to get distribution and get that film out to an audience. So I think these can be very valuable lessons. I know that this is called Actors Talk, and so some of you may be wondering, why are you doing these shows about filmmakers and about making movies? Well, I'm a film actor, television actor, and so anything to do with the process of making movies is something that I think I need to know about and I need to know as much as I can about. But more than that, I want to know it. I love to talk about this stuff. I love to to be educated by these filmmakers. I love to hear what they've gone through as filmmakers because their experiences are not unlike what we as actors also go through. So hopefully you see the bigger picture there. And if you are specifically an actor, you can go back to one of the earlier episodes. As I say, there are 55 other episodes. A lot of them pointed directly at actors, but many of them um, at for filmmakers, writers, directors, uh, screenwriters, composers, all sorts of people that we've had the pleasure of interviewing, or I've had the pleasure of interviewing for Actors Talk. Well, there you go. Let me just get on to the interview with Josh Reed about 1500 steps. As the interview begins, I have just told Josh how much I enjoyed going back and listening to our previous chat. And I asked him what he remembered about that interview. So here we go. Josh Reed, 1500 steps. Yeah, no, it was a great interview and um, probably one of my first international interviews uh, in regards to this film. And it was around that same time that I flew over to Nashville from Sydney, Australia, or, or from below Sydney, actually, where I'm from, Wollongong. Wollongong. Yeah, try saying that seven times fast. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, flew to NRB and uh, actually, yeah, met, met some uh, good contacts over there. Hard to believe it was a couple of years ago, but it's certainly been a long journey. The film is called 1500 Steps and it's a, a marathon film, I guess, about running the 1500 metres. It's certainly been a mammoth or a marathon, I should say, journey for us as well. It's uh, taken a lot longer than we figured, but we've also come out with a much, much better product. Well, I think you have a lot to be proud of. You allowed me to screen the film last week, and I liked it a lot. In fact, you know, I want to. There are some things I want to hit on as we go along here about the production. But one of the things I liked best about it is I thought it was very authentic. Unlike some films that might be positioned to a similar market, roughly maybe say a faith-based type or at least faith-based type filmmakers. One of the criticisms I would often have for films, especially one that might be set in school or something, is they just wouldn't ring true. Your film rang really true. The acting rang true, the the setting, the whole context of it. I thought you did a really bang-up job there of, of really making that Uh, bringing a realism to this film that I think a lot of people can look at and say, hey, we can do better. We can do more like 1500 Steps did. I guess the first thing with our film, and um, there's been a couple of uh, reviews on it in other media, which is, uh, you know, which I really appreciate over the last couple of weeks. Uh, And one of the things that some people are saying is that it's a different type of Christian film, Tommy. And that's how I would see it as well. Um, We targeted a 
non-Christian market. Uh, we looked at the kids that were around our city and uh, we looked at the homeless people and the young people that had no uh, direction in their life, um, no purpose, no goals for their life at all. And uh, we just saw that that brought out a lot of boredom, a lot of destruction, a lot of depression in these like young people. And we wanted to make a film that would speak positivity and life, certainly life in Christ through this movie without hitting them over the head uh, with a Bible. So we've, we developed a great story, we felt, which has a Christian message woven into the story. And because of that, we were just able to tell a great story knowing that the Christian message was already in the story, which is very different to having a perfectly good story and then dumping a message on top of it and ultimately ruining the story or making it not realistic, like you said. I'm wondering, have you received any negative comment because it wasn't Christian enough? Your story is subtle in that regard, and it's so real. I wonder if you've had any backlash because of that. I certainly have. <laughs> well, I, I laugh, but I, I guess I'm not surprised, yeah. Yeah, look, from a couple of fields, you know, we, we, we got a, uh, a good review or a good article about you know, a different type of Christian film was the angle in a large um, US uh, online Christian media uh, newspaper. And uh, we got a lot of likes on Facebook from that. And we got a lot of uh, criticism in the comments. Uh, now, mind you, when I actually put, I actually put a comment saying, hi, I'm the producer and director. I'm happy to talk on this platform. Uh, nobody actually took up my offer on that. Um, so people are really happy to give their own opinion, usually using a pseudonym. But no, no, nobody wanted to actually interact with me. But I like to say that when you're making media, you need to put the medium first and the message second. Or another way to put that is that the medium is actually more important than the message. Now, I say that because it sounds a bit controversial, I, I have to admit, <laughs> but, but it, it's actually true. It's, uh, and I was actually, you know, and I can't think of the passage right now, but it was in 1 Corinthians, um, which really um, sort of made me go, you know, actually, this type of thinking is actually biblical. But a lot of people criticized us for that because, uh, we were saying, you know, obviously, obviously this guy is, is not Christian and not biblical because he's saying put the medium before the message. Um, but if you think about it, Tommy, if you don't know how to use the medium, whether that's writing a letter, talking on radio, um, producing a film or writing a book, if you don't actually know how to communicate through your chosen medium, then the message is irrelevant because that message is not communicating through. And the whole purpose of any medium, including film, is to actually communicate your important message, whether it's the Christian message or another message, but you can't just put it out there. That message has to actually communicate to, uh, to the people that are watching it or listening to it. And so that's why I'm quite convinced 
that the medium is actually more important than the message because if you don't know how to use the medium, then the message is irrelevant because it won't get come through. We probably better go back and tell people that haven't heard episode eight, what is the basic story of 1500 Steps? Well, that was actually another criticism that we got was um, part, part of the description of 1500 Steps is that it's a it's a coming to age journey. It's a cross between Chariots of Fire and Karate Kid. And it's essentially a, a high school coming of age drama where a, a loser goes through a whole series of obstacles and becomes a winner, like your standard hero's journey film that would come out of Hollywood. And part of the promo line or the tagline is that, you know, life is a race. And this is a story about coming into self-belief and, and brilliance. And it was actually that line there that got a lot of criticism as well. People said, self-belief? Well, that doesn't sound Christian. Um, and I just thought, well, yeah, you know, it, it's probably true. You know, if it was a film about how we should be full of self-doubt and not think that we're good enough for anything, then that that probably is a good um, <laughs> a good description <laughs> of, of how a lot of Christians feel about themselves, sadly. Well, it, it, um, it maybe. Yeah. And, and look, I, I'm not into prosperity uh, doctrine or anything like that, Tommy, but, you know, I'm, I'm very down to earth. I am Australian after all. Um, but, mate, you know, you... You have to have confidence, the confidence that God gives you. You have to have confidence in yourself under God. And so this film, it's a sports film. It's about running track, about running the 1500 metres. And look, it's a, a great little story. Probably the big difference between this film and your standard hero's journey that comes out of Hollywood is that your standard hero's journey has a loser who becomes a winner but he becomes a winner through his own achievements and through his own self-growth. This film, Hero's Journey, is different. This film says you reach a point in your life where you realise that you can't do it by yourself and that you need help and you need God's help. And it's only when you surrender unto, unto God that God can actually pick you up and use you, you know, it, it's it's very much got the message of salvation by grace woven into the story of the film. So it's been about two years since we talked. Has it taken that entire time to get the film finished? And was that a matter of funding or what was going on there? I mean, that's often the case. People are amazed at how long it takes to get an independent film done. Yeah, look, it's a lot of hard work. My favourite question at the premiere was a guy who said, look, as a director, if you could speak to yourself three years ago, what advice would you give? And I just said, uh, yeah, don't do it because... I can understand that, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, and I certainly am looking at doing other films, but it's a lot of hard work. I don't think, until you do it, I don't think you have really much of a clue about how much agony and sleepless nights and, uh, you know, paralyzing fear and, you know, anxiety that you experience during the uh, filmmaking process. Um, lots of things can go wrong and lots of things do go wrong and you have to either choose to give up at certain stages, which we certainly did about three or four times, or you have to choose to push a little further and see if you can get over that current obstacle uh, which is right in front of you. So, 
we went through a lot of different obstacles, particularly in post, um, getting the film uh, finished. But, you know, through pushing through those obstacles, through endurance and perseverance, um, you know, in Hebrews 12 verse 1 is, is the theme, it's the controlling idea of the film. Yeah, we, we certainly uh, came up with a product that we were very proud to put our names on. Well, you should be. What what were the biggest obstacles that you that you're thinking of now that that you really had to push through that brought you maybe to the brink of saying, "Well, we we can't go on." What what was it that that really was the big thing that you had to overcome? Sound. Our biggest obstacle was sound. I, I think. Uh, I mean, you've viewed the film, Tommy. Uh, I don't think that you would view the film and think that there, we had any sound issues, but uh, we certainly had a lot. And it was only about a month or so before the premiere that we finally fixed everything. What we ended up having to do was to go, well, look, this is what it sounds like currently. We actually took it to a guy who was who had actually worked on Hollywood films, had gotten a bit burnt out from that, and now um, lives in Australia teaching at a technical college. And he was going to look at it and work on it um, with his film students at this school. Um, but when he heard it, he sort of said, look, the sound's actually not good enough for me to work on with my students. They're, mm. they're not at that level. And we sort of went, oh, okay, well, that's really, really bad news. You know, but we didn't give up there. We did end up doing and using some ADR, but really when we had a look at the big picture, we'd only done about 5% of the film in ADR and it was going to be a big effort and expense to continue to go down that path. Finally, I ended up grabbing all the sound, listening to every single audio track, putting it into folders and in order on an Excel sheet which ended up being about 18 pages long. Um, and I, I actually sat down myself and listened to every single audio, put it in the right scene, wrote a note of which actors were in it, the quality of it, even wrote the beginning of the line so that a sound editor could access that easily. Uh, that took me about four weeks. Then we actually got a, a sound editor who was a uni grad and he gave it a go and he, he re-synced and remixed all the audio based on my notes. And, and that, was, that was much, much better than it was, but it still wasn't good enough for release. And then finally, we ended up paying a significant amount of money to a guy in Melbourne who was, it turns out, to be one of the best sound mixers in the country. Uh, we only found out his reputation afterwards. And he fixed it. He fixed everything. Awesome. He remixed the sound. He re-synced it. He um, remixed the music, the levels, uh, added more folly, added more atmos. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think you'd agree he, he'd fixed it. Like, yeah, he did know, a good job. Sit there and, and thinking you, that we ever had sound issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's a cliche, really, in independent film that sound is often – the, the big issue, but it, but it is, and it's so important. So is there anything you could have done looking back uh, differently um, other than just hire a different person to start out with uh, to vet them differently or, or something to get off on a better foot, something you could recommend to your fellow filmmakers as they venture off into this territory as well? 
Yeah, I think one of the big mistakes we made was we shot over 12 15-hour days. I mean, A, that almost killed us. B, the problem with 15-hour days is not that you can't do it and push through that. Like, that's pretty standard for any young, you know, business entrepreneur. But um, the problem with doing that with filmmaking is you really don't have time to look at the daily rushes and or both listen to the sound from the day. So if we'd picked up the sound issues on day one rather than at the end of the shoot, we could have done something to solve this. So next time I would probably, um, you know, like like most good post facilities, um, our facility specialised in grading, but he also would would have had facilities that we could have sent him back some sample rushes and some sample sound and one of his people could have reviewed it and given us feedback before the start of the next day shoot. Sure. So I next time I, I would do that. I would shoot much shorter days, but allow time for me as the director to actually sit down and critique um, the quality of the uh, the footage and the sound. Yeah, that's 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 a re- really good point to make. I was very impressed with your music. You had mm. you had excellent music, uh, both the score and some tunes in the film. Was that something that you had lined up in advance or did that come along in during post or because your music's quite good? Um, it was all during post, um, but the, the um, instrumental music, the original music was by a guy called Jared Haschek, who is um, a genius. He's a transcriber by trade. So, People send him a CD and he listens to it and then writes out the music, hmm. you know, on, on manuscript paper. Um, so how and if you do that, I, I've got no clue, but that's what he does. He's like Mozart um, and that's what he does for a living, but he, he wanted to get into soundtrack. He also is the, uh, um, I guess, the um, composer and uh, one of the writers for a Christian band in Melbourne who just disbanded, I believe, actually, called Compliments of Gus. Ah, I saw that credit um, everywhere. Yeah, Compliments of yeah, Gus. Oh, yeah. I love the name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he did a really amazing job. Um, plus, we specifically used Christian artists for the other tunes, but we lent towards artists who we knew were Christian people, uh, like Stu Larson and Michael Painter, but they are not necessarily promoting themselves as Christians. So we purposely used that because we felt that was a good fit with the philosophy of the whole film project. Um, But, yeah, Jared definitely, he mixed all the sound and provided the original soundtrack. And I think, Tommy, what a soundtrack really does is it brings out the emotion of the film. Now, you've watched the film as a finished product, but I've watched it as a finished product without the soundtrack. And with the soundtrack, it's 300 times better. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's amazing what music can do uh, for a film. I mean, it's just transforming. It, it, it really is. Well, I believe Maureen was at AFM, the American Film Market, here over the last week or so. Was that... Uh, for 1500 steps are are on a different project and how did that go were you able to make some headway there 
So she actually went out to to promote her other her other screenplays. You know, she went to one of these pitches and you know quite enjoyed it. And I said, oh, so you're going to AFM? She goes, oh yeah, I'm going to there to promote my screenplays. And I said, well you could probably take the opportunity to plug 1,500 steps. She's like, oh, do you think so? I'm like, yeah, it's a film buyer's <laughs> uh, market. So she actually did a really, really great job, you know, went over very boldly and um, did give 1,500 steps a good plug. So I, now I can't say too much uh, yeah. right now, but but we, we have received some offers from several uh, large uh, US distributors uh, some who only do uh, Christian faith-based stuff, right. catalogs, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and others who do a bit of both. So, um, you know, like others that, you know, put millions of DVDs into Walmart every year and right. things like that, right. which is more what we're interested in, get, right. getting out to that secular market sure. because that is our target. Now that you've got this wrapped up, now have you had time to catch your breath and think what you might like to do next, or is it still you still too involved in fifteen hundred steps to think forward? I'm actually very busy with my day job for the next couple of weeks, so I I'm sort of gone right. Premiere's finished. I've really got to concentrate on uh, uh, getting some money in for my day job at this time of year. Are you still um, the, you still with the radio station? Yeah, yeah, I am. I still run a, a Christian radio station in Australia. So I, I sort of have to go, right, well, that's I did that and I need to concentrate uh, on other things. But, look, um, I, I have uh, just recently finished a, a new screenplay myself, uh, which, um, again, it it does have a Christian message, a lot of Christian symbolism and missing scene woven into the fabric of this story, but it's actually a futuristic story in like a dystopian uh, society, Um, you know, probably a cross between 1984, um, you know, and and The Matrix and uh, a few things like that. So, again, it's a bigger budget screenplay. Uh, so I, I finished that recently, um, I, I, and I certainly submitted it into, um, well, one of the bigger uh, Christian screenplay uh, competitions recently um, before the deadline the other day. But um, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, look, I yeah, nothing's very clear. Uh, I'm definitely a big believer in look. You have to do the hard work. You have to put out the feelers, but I'm a big believer in not pushing for something, but to, yes, do the hard work and, yes, write the screenplays and, yes, let yourself be known, but rather than pushing for it, I believe in letting God lead the way and letting God open up the doors rather than, like, sneaking and pushing yourself through a window and making a hole, you know, in it, um, there's something very important about uh, walking with God and, um, you know, letting God really make the right opportunity very clear before you step into it. Um, I mean, for for a start, that film was such a big project. I would never make a feature film again while I'm working a full-time day job. If I was working a part-time maybe, but um, it's such a big project 
Uh, and it, it's way more than a full-time job making a film, and I did it in my spare time, but I'd never do it again. Right. Uh, it was too much stress for my wife and children and for myself, and it certainly impacted my job anyway. So right. uh, the, the, to make another one, the right opportunity would have to come so that I was able to just concentrate on the film, I think. Yeah, I just um, recently did an, an episode with a, a young filmmaker here in the States named Kyle Prohaska, and he put out his second film called Love Covers All. I think he echoed some of, of what you were saying there as well. I mean, it's it's a very stressful occupation, filmmaking. And if you have a family to take care of, that's something that is a major consideration. So, Josh, thank you so much for spending some more time with me to talk about 1500 Steps. Just very exciting to see the film and see how well it turned out. So congratulations, my friend. Thanks, Tommy. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to have another chat. And, uh, yeah, look forward to our next one. Thank you so much, Josh Reed. My goodness, I enjoyed that. Is he candid or what? Now, whether you are someone who is involved in the faith niche of movie making or strictly secular or whatever it is, I think, I hope you see the the, the point, the key points here that we talked about. There's a lot of information in there that can be helpful to filmmakers, no matter what area of the business, what niche you may be in, if it's strictly secular, if it's faith-based, whatever. And that's what I think is important about the episode. I also think it's important for people who are in the faith uh, niche to maybe consider some of the things that Josh has talked about. So thanks, Josh. I really am glad you got back in touch. I loved hearing about what's going on with 1500 Steps Now. I was able to screen the movie, and I really think you did an excellent job. And I hope it gets the distribution that it deserves. Now, at the top of the show, I told you to remember... These letters, S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S, S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S. What's that all about? Well, that is a discount coupon code that will give you about a almost $8 discount off the book Actor Muscle by Beverly Leach. Beverly was my guest in, in Actors Talk episode 52. You can find that at actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 52 actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 52. She is an actress still working busily in Hollywood. She's also a teacher and she's got this terrific book called Actor Muscle, The Business of Acting. Through Christmas, it is on sale. If you use this coupon code S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S, you will get, be able to get the book for $12 rather than $19.95. You can find that at Actors act at actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash actor muscle deal forward slash actor muscle deal. That is not a, an affiliate link or anything. I don't get a commission on this. Beverly just let me know that this deal is available and I was happy to pass the word along. I think it's a terrific book. It would make a great Christmas gift. If you hear this uh, before Christmas, 2014, so consider that. If not, just add it to your library. It's a it's a wonderful book. S-E-E-C-U-G-C-S. There you go. That's it for this episode of Actors Talk. Tomorrow, Saturday, December the 6th, Jane and I, Jane, my wife, and I are getting up early and driving about four hours, I think it is, to East Texas for the premiere of a short film I did back in March of this year. It's called Tattered Blanket. 
And that was produced and written by Leanne Morris, directed by Lucas Kitchen. So we're going to enjoy going to the Tattered Blanket premiere tomorrow in East Texas, in Henderson, Texas, by the way. Thank you so much. God bless you all. I hope you got something out of this episode. Let me know what you think. You can go to actorstalkpodcast.com and leave a voicemail. There's a little blue button on the side of the webpage that will allow you to do that. So see you in the movies. This is Tommy. Until next time, so long.